So a quick reset. Let me get you into hour number three. I am Jim Rome. Great to have you. Tremendous Friday to you. All right, so this hour I've got Sheldon Rankins. I'm efforting him. He's a defensive tackle for the Texans. We will have him in a few moments. I need to finish what I started with the big head, James Kelly. We were not able to get through the entire big head bet segment. So I'm going to carry that over. And we are going to do that. And that's going to happen a little bit later on this hour. Albie's Ionic Week That Was, which is arguably the best segment of the entire week, will be coming up a little bit later on. And ATP is coming up a little bit later on. I mentioned this morning that even before the show, we knocked out a new reinvention project podcast. That is my side hustle to my side hustle. If you're looking to live your very best life, if you're kind of in a rut, you're stuck, a little bummed out, energy is lacking, don't know what to do, I'm looking to kind of pick you up. I'm on this mission. I don't want to get too far out there right now, but I'm on a personal mission of reinvention. Brand, personal, physical, mental, and to be real, you know, there's sometimes when it's going really well. There are other times when it's not going as well. So we talk about these things. It's not for everybody. Some of you that just want to go on and on about the JN, you're not going to like that. Clearly, if you're going on and on about the JN, something that I've already said I don't want to talk about, you're not about improving yourself. However, if you are part of that silent majority and you are about that, there's something going on over there that's really, really good. So you want to look for that. I've got a new episode that we're going to push out a little bit later on that's great. I've got the Jim Rohn Podcast. Normally that drops on Wednesday. We didn't do that Wednesday, but we're doing that today too. So both podcasts, well actually I've got several podcasts, but the Jim Rohn Podcast and the Reinvention Project with Jim Rohn Podcast are both pushing out today. My guest on the JR Podcast, Michael Brockers, and I've not taped that yet. I'm going to tape that after the program, then push that out after the program. So we're having a day, a good day, big content day. And as promised, we are joined right now by a defensive tackle for the Houston Texans. He is in his eighth season overall, but his first with the Texans. He was the 12th pick overall by the Saints in 2016 on Louisville on the season. 22 tackles, five for loss. He's got four sacks this year. The Texans, great story. They're five and four. They've won three of their last four. They're hosting Arizona on Sunday. We are joined right now by Sheldon Rankin. Sheldon, really good to have you on, man. How are you? I am good, man. I appreciate you guys for having me on. It's great to have you on. Really appreciate you doing it. So listen, I'm not going to lie. I think personally, there's so much to like about your team and the year you're all having right now. Your road win at Cincinnati, to me, was one of the most impressive wins of the entire season league-wide. Can you take a look back for a minute? What was your biggest takeaway from that win and in beating Joe Burrow and the Bengals? Yeah, I just think um, just the ability of our team to, to be able to handle themselves in any moment. You know, there, there was a time where, you know, we were able to get a bit of a lead and, you know, um, obviously weren't able to, to maintain that as well as we'd like. Uh, you know, since he's a good team, playoff team, you know, team that, you know, a few years ago is in the Super Bowl. So uh, they were able to battle back and, and make some plays to, to put themselves in position to to be able to, to capture that game. And then, you know, for us, um, you know, just – uh, be, being a, a mix of, you know, a, a lot of young, talented guys and then a, a mix of some good veterans. You know, for us to be able to to go into that hostile environment and be able to to not bat an eye uh, no matter what happened and to be able to compose ourselves and be able to come up with the plays necessary uh, each and every time to, to be able to seal that victory on the road. That's that's big for for 
for a young team going forward. Sheldon, you yourself had a monster game, which I want to get to in a minute. But that point you just made about how you know we fell behind or we had some moments, but then we showed composure. I want to ask you about C.J. Stroud because I obviously, like everybody else, I could not be more impressed with this guy and the way he plays. But what blows me away about him in that game, he had three turnovers, yet when it mattered most, he was cold-blooded in leading that team down the field for that game-winning drive in the final two minutes. How many young quarterbacks have you been around that can just put those mistakes behind them, forget they even happened, and then go and win a game of that magnitude? Yeah, uh, I think you kind of you kind of hit it on the head, you know, saying he's cold blooded. You know, I, I always I, that's literally what I always describe him as uh, as a player. You know, his mindset, the way he approaches uh, each and everything he has to do uh, throughout the week in order to get ready. And then on Sundays when he's out there in the field, like you said, I mean, you know, so to have those turnovers, you know, for a young guy in a hostile environment, uh, you know, big time pressure situation against a, a playoff team, you know, that that can that can rattle a lot of people, you know, but for but for him, uh, he does a great job of, of living in the moment, living in each and every play and understanding what's asked of him uh, to do for for that down or that situation. And, you know, nine times out of 10, he's going to go out and execute and, and do exactly what you need him to do. So uh, and I've noticed that from him from from day one. You know, he's always been a guy who's who's asked the right questions and and wanted to know things and sought, you know, sought knowledge and always wanted to to find ways to improve himself. Never hanging on the, you know, the, the fact that he's drafted to be the franchise quarterback and, oh, you know, maybe he has time to develop. You no, know, for him, it's it's about proving who he is right now and then continuing that that ascension into, you know, the 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 just star, you know, quarterback that, that he is now and is going to continue to be. Sheldon Rankins joining us. I, you answered my question. I was going to ask you, like when you first saw him, you've been around a while now. You've seen everything. I interviewed him on Radio Row at the Super Bowl. I mean, clearly watching him in college, you knew there was something there, right? That's a really talented guy. But when I sat with him, just the way this guy shows up, even for something like that, to your point, he is where his feet are. Like he's in the moment. This guy's presence and confidence was just jumping right off the charts. But I'm just a media guy. I'm curious, when he steps into a locker room, when you first met him, did you get that vibe from him or did you need to see it from him on the field first? Like, what was your first impression of the guy? Yeah, no, he he he, he has an aura of confidence with him wherever he goes. And it's not it's not cockiness. It's not arrogance. It's not, uh, you know, him, you know, filling himself or anything like that. He he walks in a room and understands and 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 knows he can get the job done and knows he can get the job done at a high level. But he also wants to bring everybody with him. It's not just about him. It's about the 10 guys around him. It's about, you know, his offensive line. It's about his running backs. It's about his receivers and tight ends. It's about the defense. It's about special teams. I mean, he's always, he's always looking to, 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 to build those relationships. And I think that goes a long way. He's not just playing quarterback from, you know, the, the hours from when he's in the building and then when he leaves, you know, he, he's, he's doing other things. Like, no, he's, he's all about being, uh, the quarterback, the leader of this team from, you know, Sunday through Sunday, you know, whether it's hanging out with guys outside of the building or, you know, extra film study or just kind of, you know, just hanging out in the locker room, you know, shooting basketball in the locker room or different things like that. Like he makes himself 
a part of everything we're doing here, not putting himself above everything, which w- 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 could be easy for, for a young guy in a situation like this where he's playing as well as he is. I mean, you know, for a young guy, a rookie quarterback, you know, nine games in to be mentioned, you know, in, in MVP discussions and different things like that, that could get to a guy's head. But for him, you know, he he's very humble. He's He carries himself with – with uh with, with the confidence and 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 with the purpose to to lead men and he goes about it the right way and that's it's, it's special to be able to watch it special to be able to experience it and to know that he's truly only going to get better and to know that he truly wants to get better like he's not hanging on the fact that oh his first nine games he's played well like for him he's still seeking out ways to improve and and do everything he can to put this team on his back and and put us in positions to to be successful my man that's incredible praise coming from somebody like you who's been in the league as long as you have and all true i mean such such high praise sheldon rankin's joining us you know back to your game you had a monster game a monster game you had a career high three sacks and you forced a fumble that's a day now big dude when was the last time you had a three sack game ever yeah so it was high school my junior year uh my junior year we played Stockbridge high school I had eight tackles and three sacks I remember that like it was you know it, you know you, you never forget games like that so uh you know to be able to you know I missed a few games with injury but to be able to come back and you know, it, it took me a few drives to kind of shake the rust off. But once I found the rhythm, uh, once I got back out there and was, you know, you know, getting back into the swing of things, like it felt good to be able to to get back and have an impact like that and and make plays for this team. And, you know, we, we always talk about it, being able to make those plays to get the ball back to CJ and allow him to do what he does. Listen, you had options in the offseason as a free agent. I mean, did you have some sort of crystal ball? Did you see this team having the kind of season that it's having? Why did you sign with the Texans? Yeah, no, I, I can honestly say I, I didn't. You know, I, I couldn't have, uh, in my wildest dreams, I couldn't have, have drawn it as perfect as it's been. Uh, but, you know, understanding, um, you know, D'Amico and, you know, I, I knew some guys who knew him and had played for him and they spoke so highly of him and, you know, there were a couple times and, you know, I think D'Amico said it before where he had tried to to trade for me when I was, you know, in other places, you know, to get me to San Fran. So, um, you know, it was opportunity to, to to finally get that done and, you know, being able to to play in this system again. I love playing in this defensive system and, you know, it allows uh, my abilities to to be able to to shine through and, you know, to be able to, you know, to, to really play my best ball and then, you know, I felt like it just really gave me an opportunity to uh, to prove the, the guy that I still am. You know, there, there was a you know point in my career where you know I felt like I was truly ascending into to being one of those upper tier players, and then I you know kind of got met with you know just back to back to back injuries. You know, just some 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 unfortunate things that that kind of you know slowed progress. But to be able to to have the opportunity to to continue to show the league that I am a, a three down disruptive player. Uh, you know, no, 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 no matter the situation, um, I, I relish that opportunity. And then, you know, add in the fact that, you know, you know, once I sign and, you know, we, we draft CJ, Trey back up, get Will and, you know, Tank Dell and all those, like, I mean, you know, it, it, 
it really all came together, you know, to, to form the perfect storm. And, you know, I'm just blessed to be, you know, to, to have this opportunity to be able to, to impact this organization uh, in any way that I can. You know, we were talking about this. In fact, I've got a side hustle to the side hustle called the Reinvention Project. That thing you just said, like, I wanted to prove. I wanted to prove that I was still that guy. So now that you've, like, hit that second mountain, you're scaling the second mountain, you're proving that you are that guy. I'm curious, did you have to prove it to yourself? And since you are proving it, how does that feel? How gratifying is that? Yeah, I think uh, I think at first um, the, the, that's that's kind of where it starts. You know, it, the once you go through some some traumatic things, you go through some you know some unfortunate situations. You uh, your confidence is the first thing to go, right? Like you know, you still you still go out there and train. You still go out there and you know and, and do things throughout the off season to put yourself in the best position to to be able to make plays, but. Um, you know, the, the, the confidence aspect, the mental aspect that goes along with it, like that's a whole different thing that has to be trained. So, you know, being able to come into this situation and understand it, um, you know, what, what what I wanted to do, what I wanted to make of it and to be able to to go out and, and, and be able to, to execute as well as I feel like I have been as of late uh, and to continue to be able to do that. Yeah, it's big improvement in myself, you know, I think because. You know, as, as a young guy, uh, I think you worry so much about uh, outside perception. You worry so much about, you know, what other people think. Uh, that stuff gets in your head. But I think, you know, the the longer I've played, I think it's been more about, man, like uh, being able to look myself in the mirror and, and, and be truly happy with the with the, you know, the play that I put on tape, you know, and I think, uh, uh, you know, last week was a great demonstration of, of, of being able to you know, allow everything that I truly, truly work on and, and truly, you know, bust my ass for and 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 really die for out there uh, to allow it to really like culminate in, in, in what was an amazing game. And I just look forward to being able to build on that and look forward to being able to, you know, not prove anybody wrong, but prove myself right uh, each and every time I step out there. Such good insight. Hey, let me finally ask you this. I appreciate the time so much. It's such a great conversation. Even at the highest level, you just said it, guys lose their confidence. Once you lost your confidence, how did you get it back? What was your process? What did you do to get that mojo back? Yeah, it's tough. I think, uh, you know, it's a lot of trial and error, you know, at, at times because, you know, as – as professional athletes, as you know, uh, especially you know in this profession, football, alpha men, like you know, that's how you feel. Like you know, uh, tough guys, quote unquote. Like that's that's the you know the stigma around you know football players. So like it's hard to openly express the fact that you've lost confidence, or it's hard to express the fact that like man, you may not think you can do it as well as you used to, you know, to, to do it at one point in time anymore. So, you know, having those internal conversations, having those, you know, talks with myself and, you know, being able to, to, to truly just, you know, uh, really dive into, into my craft, you know, whether it's, you know, was, was watching tape on, on things I used to do, whether it was, you know, changing up the way I, I trained or changing up my approach and, and the way I did certain moves or certain things to be able to, you know, have better success with them now, like going through the whole reinvention process of, of, of my game. And, you know, I think, um, you know, it, it took me a while to get there to, to feel like, you know, everything is is kind of, you know, going the way that I that I wanted it to go. But I think, you know, now I've kind of found it like a sweet spot of of just kind of fine tuning and, and doing everything I feel like, uh, 
is needed for me to go out there and be successful uh, down in, down out in, and truly have an impact with this defense. In other words, man, the way out is straight through. The way out is straight through. You did the work, man. You did the hard work on yourself and your craft and the game. Sheldon Rankin's joining us. I can't say how much I respect that, how much I appreciate that. I love that conversation, dude. I got so much out of that. So thank you very much for sharing and the insight, man, and being candid and being real. You're right. You get, you don't really get that from guys because it's not part of the culture, man. You're not supposed to let people know how you feel, especially if you're struggling. That's my yeah. two cents worth. Sheldon, appreciate you, man. Thank you very much. Hey, man, I appreciate you for having me on, man. That was great. Really appreciate that. My man, yes, sir. Sheldon Rankins. That That is such a real conversation by a vet who's been through it and worked his way out of it. That was a mini reinvention project with Jim Rome conversation. That was fun. And part of the reason why they're so good. A lot of talent, great leadership, great chemistry, and he obviously is having the time of his life. He's coming off a game where he had three sacks and forced a fumble and and mentioned, admitted, it's a process, man, it's a journey. I lost my confidence. I had some injuries. There's some pretty traumatic things, and I was questioning myself, and that was the culmination of all the work, that game. A huge win on the road and the game of his career, arguably. Love the Texans. All right, when we come back, what I want to do is finish what I started with James Kelly. Man, it's hard. It's hard coming off a conversation where you're talking to somebody so bright and so articulate and then going back to big head. But I'm a pro. I can do it. I'll shift gears. Plus, I got to give you my thoughts on that Jaguar matchup. And I want to talk Raiders and Miami with the big head. That's coming up next. Alvin's week that was is still ahead. The ATP is still ahead. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to The Jim Rome Show. Black Friday is Dell's biggest sale of the year. Save on laptops like the XPS 13. Engineered to do it all on the Intel Evo platform and more. Shop right now at Dell.com slash deals. That was an awesome conversation, wasn't it? Really quickly before I pick it up with Big Head, some reaction. Jim, what an impressive individual. As long as Sheldon has been around, I have never heard him interviewed. Thank you for bringing him in. He sounds like a head coach with his worldview of his own locker room. I love the insight and the thoughtfulness. It's clear that his experiences have measured his words in an impactful way. He truly lives where his feet are. Robin Green Bay. This says, Jim, your interviews and conversations are always great, but today's guest nailed it. Guests, actually. Thoughtful, cerebral, informative, A-plus Friday. Cheers. Look at Mike and Snowbird. Look at Mike being straight up with it. Appreciate that, Mike. Romer loved the convo with Sheldon. Now it's time to dumb it down, unfortunately. But certainly James, certainly, James Kelly is James Kelly. He likes to reference Polter and Wendy more than Leave it, it to Beaver reruns. Boy, Andy in Portland. Leave it to Beaver reruns. Andy in Portland's had enough of you, dude. He's the one who challenged me on, are you going to run this guy or not if he goes to the JN? 
And then he went with that, love the convo with Sheldon. Now it's time to dumb it down, unfortunately. But certainly, James Kelly is James Kelly. He likes to reference Polter and Wendy more than Leave it to Beaver reruns. They're on TV more than Leave it to Beaver reruns. Andy in Portland. Hey, Jim. Here's another one. Hey, Jim. What's the difference between Michigan man and a carp? One is a bottom-feeding scum sucker, and the other is a fish. Signed, Amber in Wrightwood, War Lady Clones. War Lady Clones. Wow, dude. Good job, Amber. All right, so, Head, let me bring you back in. You and I did not finish what we started I already warned you about the other. That stays in effect. Finish your thoughts, though. You were talking about Jacksonville mm-hmm. and the fact that they had a five-game winning streak, but what's their plus point differential this year? What was your thought on Jacksonville in that Jacks- matchup? Uh, plus six for Jacksonville in the season, which isn't great at all. Aren't you proud of me, though, for being like a fall-in-line kind of guy? I told you I could be. No, yeah, but, dude, you haven't gotten through the segment, so I'm not giving you credit for that yet. No. Okay. No, I'm right. not. I'm not proud of you for really anything other than being some weird savant who gets games right. You haven't fallen in line ever. I think I do. I not think once. That kind of not guy. ever. Yeah. Not as long as you're still talking about Poulter and Wendy. You haven't fallen in line. Great sound bites, by the way. And Andy, uh, see? worry about Portland women. Don't worry about me. Got it? No, no dude. He's worried about you. <laughs> he is worried about me. He's, and he mm. should be. We all <laughs> should be, dude. You should be worried about you. <laughs> Continue. Uh, the last thing on the Jacksonville game, the turnover battle. I don't know if I got this in or not. It'll be interesting. The Titans do not force turnovers. They rank 31st in the NFL in that department. Jacksonville ranks first with Pittsburgh. But they also have 19 fumbles on the season. Clean it up, Jags. Uh, ATS, I did get that in. Clean Mike it up. Grable, 24-12 and 12 ATS as an underdog of three or more points. That's dangerous, but I'm still riding with the Jags here. Minus seven. God, dude, you're bouncing back. You're, you're like that guy said. He he did everything he could to pick against the Bengals and made a good argument and then picked the Bengals. I know, I know. But that reason why we did that is because of Joe Burrow, and that was smart, and then the NFL didn't, or the team did not put him on the injury report, which is kind of important right there. Okay, so. Are you saying that's shady? Are you saying yeah. that? Yeah. It's about a touchdown. Seven-point okay. difference there. Uh, are, you, are you saying that you would have picked that game differently if you had known that he Just the was touch hurt? Had I know his hand was busted up like Justin No wonder Herbert. people were so pissed. Oh, All right. man. All right, so the fact to me that the Jags didn't just have their five-game winning streak snapped, but that they got absolutely wrecked by the Niners means they're going to bounce back in this spot. I expect Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne both to go off. In recent years, I would have never said that the Titans were a get-right matchup. But pretty much they might be right now. I like what I've seen from Will Levis, but even he has cooled off. It's a pretty big number, but I'm going to ride with Duval here. I will lay the tutty. Is it minus seven? Minus seven. Minus seven. Nice. I'm in. Last one, dude. Yep. And no, you're still not a, quote, fallen line guy. Knowing the way I know you, Mm -hmm. you probably did not want to hit the Raiders v. Dolphins. (laughs) But like my dude, Woody, who was listening... When, or you might remember when I was in Eagle River, he hit me with an eight egg omelet and then said, hey, Rome, do you want a pork chop? And as a refresher, I said, no, Woody, really, I'm good with the eight eggs that you just dropped on my plate. To which he responded, good, you're getting one anyway. 
same with you, Head. I know you want no part of this game. I know you want to find some boring game that would be easy for you to pick. But no, dude, you're getting this game anyway. Miami, Vegas, what's the number? What are you doing with it? Yeah, so weird game. My numbers are saying Miami big. My gut doesn't feel as strongly, but I'm going to go with my numbers and lay the 13 See what points. I mean? You're doing it. You're going both ways again. Dude, get off the fence. But I'm going to lay it out. I'm going to take the. Th- I'm going to lay the 13 points for Miami. I will credit the Raiders. The last three weeks, they have the top scoring defense in football, and while Miami does have the highest scoring team in football, their last three games, they've only averaged 20 points per contest, and the Raiders have gotten their run game going. They were the NFL's worst rushing team, but the last two weeks under Pierce, they are averaging 138 or 136 yards a game. But I think my guy Vic Fangio is finally turning things around with that defense. They've also been playing the run very well, and having that Jalen Ramsey guy back helps everywhere. And I can't see Aiden Farva keeping pace through the air with the Dolphins' attack. Or Miami's lost two of three. See Aiden I don't Far- want Farva. Farva. I want to go. Okay. I'm leader of cola. I don't yeah. know what that is. Gotcha. Leader he looks like Rod Farba. Yeah, no, I got it. Some yeah. He does. A little bit. I'll give you that. Dolphins need a win. They're coming off a bye. Let's go with Miami uh, laying 13 points here. All right, so I've never done this before. I want to read some reaction in the middle of our segment because this guy asked a question that I think that you will have an answer for. Mm-hmm. Dear Jim, longtime listener, love the show. Just have a question regarding big head bets. Why do you and the head not get into the over-unders and only bet point spreads? With so many terrible quarterbacks in the NFL, it would seem like easy money to bet the under in games like the Raiders v. Jets, Bears v. Panthers, Colts v. Patriots. Thanks, Paul and Albany. Warn me dropping a mortgage payment on the Oregon State v. Washington over at 63.5. Wore that game going over halfway through the third quarter. Interesting question. How would you answer that? Under's been hitting like crazy this year, too. I think for entertainment pers- uh, uh, entertainment purposes, better pick the game than over What the hell are you trying to say, bro? Yeah. I think for entertainment purposes, it's better Sang to pick the game. No? Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, that's, that's kind of like... Look, we, we, we still we play the over-unders. I mean, I play segment. all of it, but yeah. Stop talking over me, dude. We couldn't <laughs> even get through the segment... <laughs> just going ATS. If all of a sudden we start dropping in all the overs and unders and every prop bet, we'll never get anything done. Yeah, and maybe we add on Monday or Thursday or something like that when we have more time. Fair, there's, there's fair. No I like that. Way during, on Fridays we could do that. Yeah, it's not unfair what he said. Yeah. All right, so personally, so you ended up, you're going to lay the points. Mm-hmm. How many? Yep. 13. You know, I love the way the Raiders have come back to life. I love the way Antonio Pierce has shown and restoring that Raider pride and love of the game for those guys in that locker room. I mean, they they love the game again. Yes. Before he got there, well, he was there already, but before he became the interim coach, it seemed like they hated the game. They hated life. They're like you. They hated everything. Yes. Now the love is back. But those two games, let's not forget, they were against scrubby New York teams, the Giants and the Jets. You're not going to see that with Miami. Miami's a different deal. To me, it feels like a blowout. You know why? Miami always blows out who they're supposed to blow out. They just don't get elite teams. The Raiders are not that. The Dolphins have the number one ranked offense in the league. They've got that crazy speed. They've got great athleticism. They're coming off a bye week. I love watching the Raiders right now. I love the vibe. I love the cigar celebrations. But this one, to me, has got beat down, written all over it. It's a huge number to lay. But, Ed, I'm going to ride with you on this one, too. Miami. Minus 13, 13 and a half. What is it? 13. Got 13. 13. Yep. 13. Mm-hmm. 
All right, so so far, dude, you've made it to the end of the segment. You have been a fallen line guy. Uh-huh. However, uh-huh. is there any props, any over-unders, anything else you want? So I'll list off the games real quick. Texans minus four and a half feet cards. Cowboys minus ten and a half at Carolina. Steelers plus one and a half at Browns. Jags minus seven v Titans. Um, Dolphins minus 13 v Raiders. I'll step away from the spreads for that guy just because I'm a man of the people. I'll also play uh, plus money on Mike McCarthy being the big brother of that plus size plus size gal in that Jardians commercial, maybe. Ah! Wait, who didn't see that coming? So, dude, you know what you did? You did? You did two things. And they were both so predictable. One, you did the most predictable thing ever. You waited till the end of the segment to force that in there. And the second most predictable thing you did was butcher the line when you tried to force that in there. Your big walk-off, you know, the money shot, so to speak. And you butchered it. Get out of here, man. Well, don't I deserve credit for being a fallen line guy? This dude's like, hey, uh, that was so predictable. So predictable that you would try and jam that in there at the very end and then stumble and trip all over it and butcher it. Wow, dude. Let's hopefully make some money. Oh, 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 oh. That's James Kelly. So predictable, man. All right, but there are the picks. He and I are mostly on the same page this week. In fact, did, did we were we on the same page on every single one of those picks? Not lately, but I think maybe on this one. Yeah, we were. For this show, we were the same. So either we win big or we lose big. Clones, ask yourselves, do we not know what the hell we're doing? Do we not know what the hell we're talking about? Good. Fade us. You'll get over on both of us because he and I went the same way on all five of those games. If you have any respect or you think you know what we're talking about, ride with us. Let's get paid. Let's make some money. Let's make some money. Hey, Paul in Albany, uh, I think you make a very good point. ATS is hard, dog. His gambling game, ATS is hard, dog. Why don't we take some of the easier money? There's no such thing as easy money. But why don't we take some of the easier money? Maybe so. On Monday and Thursday, maybe so, where we have more real estate. Appreciate the input, Paul. Thank you very much. When we come back, one last segment on a Friday. What do you want to do with it? Like, literally, what do you want to do with it? Program the show. Be the host. Take it over. Take it in any direction you want. What do you want to do with it? Or we could talk about rage rooms and people getting nice in them. Walk off on that. Can't wait to let DJ know I've got a plan for our next getaway weekend. We're going to find a range room. Rage room, I should say. And get nice. Here's one. Joel Harm, 73. Vegas has been an utter bleep show. Rain. Unsecured storm drains. Pissed off drivers. And a lack of private jet parking. Last night's practice round canceled due to a $3 million Ferrari crashing into a storm drain. Couldn't happen to a better set of pompous a-holes. That's from, quote, quite Californian. That is something. This one says, Romeo, 
Time to die! Abedes signed Jardians Kelly. V in the fee. Stop, V. Diabetes. Stop it, V. Don't be that guy, V. You're, you're like him, V. The two of you can't help yourselves. And that's not a compliment either, yo. Let's get you a sports update. Let's get back on track. Let's get back to reality. Let's get back to, quote, real life. Bengals fan, I absolutely hate to walk it off on this, but if you had been fearing the worst, the worst came to fruition. At Bengals tweets or X's, Joe Burrow is out for the remainder of the season. At rap sheet on the X, quote, Bengals quarterback Joe Burrow, is out for the year with a torn ligament per coach Zach Taylor. Man, I hate that so much. I said it earlier. You hope that that doesn't happen, not only for that team, but for the entire product, for the league. I hate that. Man, what a drag. So your conspiracy theorists can jump in there. When did he get hurt? Did they know? Why didn't they report? Did they handle that the right way? The NFL can investigate that. I don't know the answer to that. Although there was that picture and they did delete that picture. But the bottom line is he's out for the rest of the year. Man, what a horrible break. That is such a terrible break. And hard to make an argument that their season didn't just end. They're already 5-5. and Rap sheet also on the X. A frustrating season for Joe Burrow gets even worse. Zach Taylor said the injury happened on the tackle by Jadavian Clowney, which appeared to be a regular, normal tackle. Instead, Burrow was done for the year. Did it? Here's the thing. That injury, I'm sure, happened on that play. But was there an existing injury? I I don't know the answer to that. I'm not going to speculate on that. I'm not caught up in that conspiracy theory. But there is something to the fact that there was a tweet and they posted it and then they took it down. If there wasn't something there, why are you taking the tweet down? But again, for our purposes, he's done for the year, which is a horrible break, obviously. Man, I I hate, I hate that. I hate, you never want to see anybody get hurt, but I hate that the week ends on that. And Bengal fan, I hate to share that news with you right here. ATP. Brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all of your car care needs. Get the parts and service you need fast from the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Romy, since you are a bachelor this weekend, are you going to invite Herbert over to watch some ball tomorrow? Brian O'Neary. I don't know, dude. He, Justin Herbert has not made any, any kind of move towards my home or given me any kind of inclination that he wants to hang out. So I'm going to say no. I'm not going to extend that invite. When he came on the show, when I kind of hinted at I've never gotten an invite to his victory barbecue, and he didn't respond, I just kind of left it at that. I'm not chasing. Alvin, are you ready? How about that week that was? Wow. 
What's cracking? Welcome to the jungle. I'm Jim Rome. Hope you had a tremendous weekend. We have got a good, good Monday show for you. What's going on? Nice to have you here. Let's get it. I gotta admit, my Saturday was all right, college football-wise. Got my brains beaten in by the NFL yesterday. Luckily, since I was in Vegas over the weekend, I was able to stem the flow of blood on the tables. That helped me. You got one of the best receivers in the game. I'm not stupid. I know who to get the ball to. I mean, the entire team being galvanized behind their hatred for Josh McDaniels really is something else. That's not the team, Albie. That's the fans. Who do you anticipate being your number one quarterback moving forward? Yeah, we just got that. Got any of that fancy mustard for those pretzels? Uh, yeah, can we at least go to the mall and go to Wetzel's pretzel? All the way across the board. Oh, well, how about Auntie Anne's? I like her. Is that Zappy in a quarterback? Mac Jones is standing Tom on the Tom Curran. Is he already done in New England? Yeah, I think he is. The fan base no, has turned no. on him. He's lost a, a significant portion of the locker room and coaching staff as well. The water is too muddy and bloody here. To keep him on. Email. JR 3D hologram. Looks just like the real Rome. Sitting behind the white desk. No way you and Dr. Jano get out of Vegas and back to SoCal in time. Dude, we made it out. It's one thing to run that through the streets of Monaco, for instance, or Miami. Vegas? We were talking to Connor Orr. Uh-huh. So, where do you come out on the Lions? If the Lions can run their offense the way that they want to run it, they're as unstoppable as any team in the NFL. It's hard to stop, especially if everybody's healthy. <laughs> That That's the reaction you would expect from somebody if somebody very close to you just died suddenly and you saw it like an hour ago or during the interview. Oh my goodness, I'm the Bills. Same place, different day. Same play. Five and five, just another team looking for an offense coordinator. Got out a fall guy. McDermott got his fall guy. Fall guy. Super Bowl. They don't look like a playoff team. To me, it was the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. People are walking out, Jim, saying, we can't believe we wasted our money on another national TV disgrace. It was absolutely inexcusable. Christian Okoye. It was so easy, Jim. I tell you, if I walked in Marty Schottenheimer's office, I said, Coach, I don't think I'm going to play anymore. He said, what? what? I said, you actually extended my career. Franz said, what? Bill Belichick, he's a mean person, and I hope he never wins again. Bam! Let me share this video. Look at my phone. Look at this video of a shirtless and supple man. Is that Bill Belichick, Fran? Hope that was worth it, Browns management, although I know it wasn't. Right when this guy finally looked like he was the guy they paid all that money for. There was more karma coming in, more bad karma coming in with the creeps than we could have ever expected, and it would have brought down the entire stadium. This is for you! Christ, this is Jack Savage. Jesus Christ, it's Cindy. Savage is out of control. And this is the opening segment. Can you imagine where this guy's going to be like by hour two? KJ, you see what Marshawn said recently on another podcast? Pete Carroll's energy is insane. Would he fire you up or would he wear you out or both? No, he would, he would fire us up. His energy was just so contagious and he brought it every single day. Seriously, Jim. Poor Alvy's got more chafe on his jab than Tony Hawk has on his knees. Nothing about that call was okay. Vincent Good was joining us. This was the second game that these two teams played in a span of like three or four days, giving Draymond an opportunity to see Rudy Gobert. Two times in the span of three days, he can't help but choke the guy. Just wear a diaper before some of these games. Keys, check. Wallet, check. Phone, check. Jacket, check. Tickets, check. Adult diaper, check. 
beef about anything you want. Yeah, my beef is Cocoon 2. The Golden Bachelor. Why couldn't he confirm or deny if Marcy and Peppermint Patty are bumping clam? I mean, what the hell is going on? Why is there stickers all over my apples? Go dang cyclists on the road. Get off the road. There's a perfectly good sidewalk. Hey, dumbass. Streets are for everybody. However you want to move around. Whether you want to be on a scooter, bicycle, car, whatever. They're for people. The bottom line, how do you let all that stuff get stored under the freaking 10 freeway? Guys follow guys who love ball. Play the Ravens, D. Sometimes things like that happen. Going through the whole reinvention process of my game. I'll also play uh, plus money on Mike McCarthy being the big brother of that plus side, plus side, plus size gal in that Jardians commercial. Wait, who didn't see that coming? What's up, Jim? This is Jardy and NC. Yeah, I suck. He loves a team that you know, beats the odds. Man, stop being so insufferable. Thank you, Jim. It's good to see you again. Apologize, Mom and Grandma. Who's got it worse than us? I honestly don't know. Incredible! What is going on right now? Oh, thank you very much, Jim. Roll wave. Alejandro, if that was so far above and beyond and not necessary, but thank you very much. No sign with the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland? This is for you. This shit is real. Learn how to ask some questions. I'm out. Good night now! Have an incredible, what a great job, what an amazing segment, and Big Head, that sounded so much worse in playback. I thought that was pretty treacherous and pretty disastrous when you stumbled all over and butchered that line. That sounded so much worse in playback. Wow, bro. Huge call brought to you by Granger. For the ones who get it done, Granger is offering supplies and solutions for every industry as well as access to product experts ready to answer your toughest questions. Call or click Granger.com or stop on by. That's your huge call right there. My thanks to Sheldon Rankins and Kenny Moore. They are both great interviews. Big head, you know, eh. Big head bets. Look for it. He'll tweet his picks in case you missed them. I want to thank the XR4TI. We're not done yet, actually. We have a podcast that we need to execute and push out. Michael Brockers, episode 289 of the Jim Rohn Podcast is coming up off air. Look for that. Have an amazing weekend. See you Monday. We're out.